the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. You, your money, your life, your dreams. The answers are here. This is Rob Black. It's Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black talking all things financial call-in show so it's not just me talking all things financial in theory it's you the plebeians of society the worker ants picking up the phone and saying hey what's going on with my stock i work for intel i got stock options what should i do i've got a kid need to pay for college how do i do it i know we're a financially slow country that's one of the reasons i do this show don't be shy with the calls don't you know, if you got $100,000 sitting at Bank of America, there's something wrong with you, and you need advice. You need some insight. So don't be shy, people. We could talk swine flu. We could talk gold. Whatever's on your mind. Is gold a good investment? Is gold a bad investment? I'll give you the truth. Unlike radio show hosts who'll try to make a buck off you. We could talk Candyland. Cultural icon in the United States. It's a racing game. You don't think of Candyland as a racing game, do you? But it's a racing game. It's straightforward. It's woven around a simple storyline where you're trying to find the lost king of Candyland. It's 134 spaces. Why am I bringing this up? Because in the true sign of American capitalism and decadence, they're going to shut down part of Lombard today and turn it into Candyland. That's so messed up. You'll see Queen Frostine and Grandma Nut and Candy Cane Forest and Gumdrop Mountain. This is why the Taliban hates us. They're there eating dirt for lunch. And we're making Candyland out of uh, (laughs) Lombard Street. Anyway, swine flu shots. Swine flu vaccines under development by drug makers may not provide enough immunity until the last week of November. Uh-oh, we're going to be sending our kids back to school. Apple kitties are going to die. You know who's going to do well with that? Well, I'll tell you later on the show, the Rob Black Show. Anyway, as I want to do in the first hour of the show, um, I try to do a strong market commentary. And today, everything I did basically is wrong. I did tons of market commentary this morning. I called it Into Thin Air. Pretty good movie, by the way. Um, and the whole idea was we got a 10 point gain yesterday. We got a 10 point gain. The stock market correction over. It was a mini correction. It lasted three days. What up with that? So this today I was like into the thin air. Now it's going to be more of a correction. The Rob Black thesis of a market pullback is going to be in place. It's going to be true, but nope. (laughs) By the time I left and by the time I got to work, the stock market was higher. Oh, all my research blown today. 
Some days are like that. Yesterday, Hewlett Packard and John Deere, they both exceeded earnings expectations. And in my research, I wrote that should would have moved the market higher. But today we opened up surprisingly lower. But then we've moved surprisingly higher. Now, I think my thesis is still correct. From its March low, though, Hewlett Packard's up 73%. Can you imagine? Imagine you go into Vegas and take $1,000 and you win 73 uh, 730 bucks. You'd be like, I'm done. I turned $1,000 into $1,700 or turned $1,000 into an extra $700 in my pocket. You'd be done. That's what you do in stock market recessions. Don't pay attention to Katie Kirk. Don't pay attention to local news. They know nothing when it comes to how to properly invest, how to properly take advantage of market situations. Hewlett Packard up 73%. There's something I have called a shopping list. Dog food, cat food, Hewlett Packard. I get my dog food and my cat food online, out of state, so I don't have to pay sales tax in California. Free delivery. A lot cheaper online. But then every now and then, not today, but every now and then the market craps. It just goes, bleh. Just, it falls apart. It can't hold its structure. It breaks down. And you can buy an opportunity in companies like Hewlett Packard. So I pull out my shopping list and I go, ooh, that's on my shopping list. Those are the days you want to buy. Now, when the market's at its all-time high, those are the days you want to sell. Buy low, sell high. It's a mantra we hear as children. For some reason, we want to do the opposite. We want to buy something that's already been working. A lot of people bought Google at $750 a share after it went from $70 to $750. Now, some other tidbits of concern this morning. PIMCO warned. PIMCO is a big bond company. Um, what the Yankees are to Major League Baseball, PIMCO is to bonds. United States budget deficits can erode the dollar status as a reserve currency. So says PIMCO. And Warren Buffet, also known as Warren Buffett, he admonished in the New York Times Congress, and he says they must end the rise in the debt-to-GDP ratio once economic recoveries in the United States is gained. And large losses in the Chinese stock market today were punctuated by a 4.3% drop in the Shanghai composite. So right there, we have enough data to say, bad day. PIMCO talking about the dollar not going to be what its glory days. Warren Buffett saying Congress is spinning like a drunken sailor, and at some point in time, Congress has to stop spinning like a drunken sailor. You know, Congress, do you think Congress is ever going to stop spinning like a drunken sailor? I ask you that question. Do you think they're ever going to go, you know, well, let's take a look at our, 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 our budget this year, and let's cut major programs. We're going to get reelected in a year or two years anyway. <laughs> no way. Congress doesn't work like that. Well, not yet they don't. Down the road, what has happened in California, the 80s and the 90s, spending like a drunken sailor in California, it turned into budget gridlock. Down the road, it's going to be the same thing in the United States. It's years and years away because the United States has the ability to print money. That's cool. I wish I had that ability, right? So volume yesterday when the market was up was just a billion shares. Not much. There's not a lot of conviction there. Yesterday, I'd say a gain is a gain, but I don't really think it is. I think there's a lot of bad news out there. And I think 
we're moving out of earnings season into a typical slow time on Wall Street where we typically can get a correction. I think next earnings season is going to be a nice one. I think the one after that's going to be a nice one when compared to last year's. But we need a breather. I don't know if we're going to get it. A little bit more on Warren Buffett because I dig the man. He's the Michael Jordan of investing in the United States. Now, he happens to be a senior citizen, a man with gray hair. There's nothing wrong with talking to people with gray hairs. You can learn a lot. They've seen this all before. If they've got good memory and don't have old-timers disease. As a kid, I didn't know how to say Alzheimer's, so I called it old-timers. I think, it's, I think mine's better than the, the right word. Anyway, the New York Times did a report on the U.S. economy and Warren Buffett and how we're coming out of the emergency room. And we appear to be on a slow path, according to Warren Buffett, on recovery. Now, the country is going to need to deal with the side effects of enormous dosages of monetary medicine. That's a good line. That continually is administered. So our economy is basically a sick patient and we continue to you know, give it penicillin, 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 penicillin. Now, he said the country's net debt, our net debt, which he described as the amount held publicly, is mushrooming. You know what a mushroom looks like, right? A little thin thing at the bottom, and then it blows up at the top. He says, now, in this fiscal year, it's going to increase more than one percentage point per month, climbing to about 56% of GDP from 41%. Now, keep in mind, most European countries are at about 60% debt to GDP. Japan's at a freaking, freaking 120% debt to GDP. So it's not going to kill us, but we're going to become stagnant. Because as much money as our country will be able to make, it'll go to servicing our debt. It's like your friend who's got that massive credit card, $40,000 credit card, and all she can do is get you know the minimum payment done. And next month it's $40,050, $40,100, $40,200. You know, it's, it's, we're treading water. Buffett said, our immediate problem is to get our country back on its feet and flourishing. Whatever it takes still makes sense. Now, once the recovery is gained, Congress must end the rise in debt-to-GDP ratio and keep its growth and obligations in line with growth and resources. If our economy grows 2 to 3% a year, we can grow our debt. If our economy grows 3 to 4%, we can grow our debt. But when it's not, it starts to mushroom. Because our economy turns from a million-dollar economy with hundreds of thousands of dollars of debt to a billion-dollar economy with millions of dollars in debt to a trillion-dollar economy with billion dollars in debt. You get the idea. You can service it. Okay, congressional liberals. They're telling the Obama administration this morning that a health overall bill cannot pass unless it includes a new government-run insurance option. Congressional Progressive Caucus made up of more than 80 liberal House members, wrote to the Health and Human Services Secretary Kathleen Sibilis, expressing opposition to her weekend comments suggesting a public option was not essential to health overall. Liberals insist that a new public insurance plan is essential, but Republicans almost uniformly oppose it. White House spokesperson Bob Gibbs, he said yesterday that the administration had supported a public plan and that that support has not changed, even though one member inside said that it had. And he said that taking the option off the table would be a grave error. So the Obama administration, that's what's called a trial balloon. They basically send one of the sheep out, and Republicans do this too. They basically send someone out and say, oh, you know, maybe we'll take the option off the table. 
and see how the media responds to it. See how people respond to it. Anyway, will it or won't it? I don't know. I have to imagine that it won't because the price tag will be stunning and people are freaked out. Oil's above $71 a barrel today. We saw a big drop in oil um, supplies in the United States, gas supplies as well. China's oil demand rises 4.2% in the month of July. So I think oil is still an investment. I don't like natural gas. For one moment of one day, I like natural gas. I was wrong. Natural gas is that you got two sisters. You got the sweet, loving one. You got the mean, nasty one that steps on kittens. Natural gas is the one that steps on kittens. I don't want it. I don't want it. Stay away. You kitten stepper on her. We got too much natural gas is the problem. Gold a little bit higher today as crude oil uh, jumps. You know, again, for all the radio mouthpieces that go, gold is the greatest investment in sliced bread. They don't understand that gold's a commodity. They don't understand that minted gold has a markup that is ridiculous. And it thus becomes not a, an investment. It becomes basically a overpriced piece of gold. So gold is higher. Oil is higher. Those are called commodities. Copper is higher. So gold a little bit higher today as we are running out of oil in the United States. But we also learn that China's oil demand rises 4.2%. I did a piece last week, and I don't know if you heard it or not, about the number of automobiles in China. It's mushrooming. It's exponentially growing. It's a stunning number. China's going to consume more oil, and we don't want that because we want all the oil for ourselves in the United States. We're a nation of oil consumers who make Lombard Street into candy landers. Anyway, you got to own some oil, and you got to stay away from the evil sister, natural gas. Other stories to note today, Eli Lilly, they're a little bit lower. They pulled the plug on an osteoporosis drug. I wish they'd make drugs easier to say. This one's called arzoxenified, arzoxenophine. Who can say that? Uh, they pulled the plug on this due to a disappointing clinical trial results. Abercrombie and Fitch, which is a teen retailer. They were down, get downgraded today to neutral from positive. Uh, Abercrombie shares down 2% today. And sad news, BJ's Wholesale, their shares are higher, even though they reported a fiscal uh, profit that declined less than analysts expected. So, yay, BJ's. Yay, BJ's Wholesale. Who doesn't love BJ's? So anyway, um, HP, slightly lower. Slightly lower after reporting... Pretty good revenue growth from their services arm. Not so good revenue, uh, not so good firing people. But when you fire people, you save money. Yay. Wall Street likes that. Wall Street calls it right-sizing. You and I, we call it downsizing. Anyway, let's take a little bit of a breaky-breaky. Get your calls in the air. It's 800-345-5639. It's 800-345-5639. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. I'll jump on the live blog. The live blog, what is it? It's at 910kenew.com, 910kenew.com. So it's to say talk, 910kenew. But the blog's at 910kenew.com, and the phone call is 800-345-5639.
This is Charlie Murphy, and I just love being on the Rob Black Show. And what I love so much about it is that Rob Black is prepared for anything. nowadays and you see Devo playing. There's something that should be said when you're cool and hip in your 80 in the 1980s. You're not going to be cool and hip 30 years later. It you kind of stuff yourself into the the jumpsuits. It's kind of you know I saw I saw a Shaka Khan. Same thing. Shaka Khan actually is a planet now. She at one point in time was a big woman, but now she's actually got her own planetary status 25 years after her big song. Anyway, um, something just wrong about seeing people that we used to see on MTV, Devo. And yes, they still wear the goofy red hats. A um, couple things. I'm opening up the business section of the San Francisco Chronicle. It's sad. This is the saddest, saddest paper I've ever seen. Um, PlayStation 3 Slim is Sony's new $299 console. Sony yesterday unveiled a slimmer PlayStation 3 game machine and cut the price of the existing PlayStation 3 video game consoles in a bid to revive sales of its own flagship system. So, ultimately, there's three game consoles. There's the Nintendo Wii, there's the PlayStation 3, and the Xbox 360. And we're kind of starting to get a little bit late in that cycle. And the later you get in that cycle, you get the people who initially will pay $600. Gotta have it, gotta have it, gotta have it. Three, four years later, technology catches up, and it's a $300 console. And every time you do a price cut, you bring in potentially new people, A, that can afford it, and B, that said, I ain't paying $600 for that. I'm going to play my old PlayStation 2 instead of the PlayStation 3. PlayStation 2 still got a lot of support long after the PlayStation 3 um, was introduced. So kind of hurt them. Too similar of a, a situation. So Xbox has really had a good product cycle, all things considered. Now, Retail sales are reported by the number of people who go to stores and buy retail products. Um, online downloads of video games is not being recorded. So there's some some bad data out there about sales of video games. Elsewhere in this wonderful San Francisco Chronicle, <laughs> um, Palo Alto Land's Tesla powertrain factory. Tesla cars are too pricey to be material at this point in time. So I'm just not even, it's private and too pricey. So their corporate headquarters located in my hometown, not my hometown, but where I live, San Carlos. Expert KTO to get a new trial and backdating. Okay, this is kind of interesting. A federal appeals court slammed a prosecutor for making false statements to the jury who overturned a Silicon Valley executive's convictions Tuesday in the nation's first criminal prosecution for concealing the backdating of stock options. This is a guy that stole over... 15 million. Well, he was fined 15 million dollars. He took billions and billions and billions of his own shares and gave them to himself. And then when the stock market corrected, he said, you know what? Accounting. I needed to lower the prices on those. I could still have billions and billions and billions of dollars. One thing that our nation must do at some point in time is we must address white collar crime. 
you know, person steals a TV, we go, go to jail for three years. Go to jail for three months. We're pretty good at understanding, you take something, we're going to penalize you. But when you steal billions of dollars, we find these people. It's really an odd, odd thing. One thing that I can tell you is we all know about the dot-com meltdown, right? We all pretty much so grasp that main concept of the dot-com meltdown. What would not have happened in the dot-com meltdown, or had the dot-com meltdown not happened, we would have found hundreds of these dot-comers basically stealing money by saying, you know what? I have no problem with stock options. I have no problem with them. But when you backdate them and you create fiction, when you create history, it's sickening. So the fact that the dot-com kind of wiped these companies out completely gone forever, we couldn't really find the crime that was, you know, certainly, certainly there on numerous levels. And in fact, um, the Wall Street Journal did a piece earlier this week, and they had this Houston, University of Houston professor of School of Business Basically, they looked through over 4,000 publicly traded companies with patterns of granting options of abnormally favorable times. And they found that it's pretty widespread rampant back in 2004 company CEOs, not just dot-com companies, but for the CEOs to say, you know what, let's create a little bit of history and say, I didn't get those at those price. Let's lower the number. Long story short, there's some fraud out there. And I think we need to, as a nation, deal with white-collar crime differently because we're not punishing it. Let's go to Mary in San Francisco. Mary? Mary in San Francisco. I, I can hear you, Mary. Oh, I'm sorry. Did you fall asleep? No, I didn't. I'm just listening to the radio and something else is going there, and I thought I was still on hold. Sorry. Okay. No, it's okay. <laughs> um, first of all, thank you for your call. And two things. Please don't say, yes, I'm old and I'm starting uh, retirement cards. Don't say that. It's kind of late. And second, uh, yes, I know I have a heavy accent. Okay. I, I don't hear an accent. Don't hear me? I don't hear an accent. You sound fine to me. Oh, the last time you said I have a heavy accent. How old are you? Oh, I'm 56 years old. Holy smokes, you're old. Yes, I'm very old. So <laughs> You'll get there sometime, too. No, I'm not going to make it to 56. I plan to be long dead I by 56. That. I drink a gallon of butter a day. Okay. <laughs> That's fine. All right. Um, let's see. Gosh. Yes. I... Um, I just uh, sent you an email, but um, wh- what do I do? You always say names of stocks to buy. Basically, I don't know. How do you begin? Like, you, how do you set up? You have to set up a brokerage account. How do I do that? Okay. Okay, okay, okay. And, and then I have a second question about retirement. I have more questions for you first. Great. We know you're 56 years old. How much money do you have saved? Okay. So I have 23 on just regular savings. 23,000? No. Uh, yeah, 23K, yeah. Okay. And um, I have, I can't find it, but I have an annuity. I work for the San Francisco Unified School District and, uh, you know, 403V. Okay. And uh, I can't remember right now. I lost it. Um, but basically, I had an old one. I need to find a new, newer one. But so let's say 10000 Okay. For sure. And I also have two IRAs, 1000 each, so that's two k. And I have kind of messed up. I need to get everything together. And I have 600 on mutual funds, another um, annuity, I believe, that I, I did close. And I it's there. I haven't um, can't take it out because of the surrender fees. Okay. And I think that's kind of it I, that I have. Don't own a house. Okay. How much money do you make a year? 
Oh, okay. Uh, I with the San Francisco Unified School District. I made uh, I make around twenty twenty k because I only work part time. Okay. Half hours daily. Do you have a spouse? No, sorry, I don't. I okay. shouldn't be sorry. I just don't. No, you shouldn't be sorry at all. <laughs> um, you're a free woman. You can date whoever you want. I am. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> now, um, you don't really need to open a brokerage account. You already have a brokerage account with the IRAs. Oh, I do. Okay. So what I would do is I would send money there. Mm-hmm. And because you only make $20,000 a year, well, you're not going to well, have a lot of... No, that's for sure. But then I do, I have always um, after school stuff. And um, let's see, last year I made 5000 on one job. Okay. And then I can, uh, I don't have my, uh, the other, I, I had another sec, third part-time. How's your health, Mary? You know, I would say it's it's good. Um, also, oh, I forgot to tell you. I also have uh, cancer policy, heart policy, you know, insurance. Okay. And uh, I believe it's disability. Uh, we can seek My health, it's pretty good. The last time I had some a little bit of cholesterol, and I'm working on getting that down. Um, will you get health care when you retire? Because you were a teacher? Or... I'm a teacher's aide. Okay, do you get, will you get health care when you retire? Uh, gosh, you know, I don't know. I need to find that out. I'm going you to need to find pension. that out. Yes, I will have a pension. I, I do have some money under Social Security, which I know it's, it's not good to count on that plan. Okay, I just heard an accent for the first time. I have the question is, uh-huh. when you retire, are you going to get Social Security? Okay, I will get. Um, we have a separate. We don't. We have a separate called PARS. P A R S. Our money goes into that fund. We, you know, we don't get give to Social Security. But for my other two jobs, yes, I do. And then I know you can't count on that. No, 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 no. Have you gotten statements from the United States government that says mm-hmm. when you turn sixty-two, this is yeah. what? Okay, what are you going to be getting? Do you know? Okay, uh, let me pull that out. I'm sorry. I wasn't going to bother with that because you always say that you can't count on Social Security. Yeah, you're quoting me a little bit too directly. <laughs> All righty. Um, uh, uh, and also, I believe there's uh, uh, some kind of law that if you have already a pension, the way I do, that then you don't get your Social Security. I don't think that's true. Okay. So you might have something that I've never heard about. Okay, but... so going back to 2008, it says, when I retired at 67, I believe, uh, it says that I would have 964 a month. Okay. That's basically the best thing that you got going for you, Mary. Mm-hmm. And thanks for the call. You're what welcome. I would do is plan to work as long as you can because that will keep a paycheck coming in and you'll be able to put food in your belly. Um, notice when you stop working, you're going to have to count on that 600, 700, 800, 900 dollars in the United States government a month. That's not very much. So what you should do is plan on working as long as you can. Forget the idea that you're ever going to be, you know, so rich that you can live on the pig, which I live on a pig. Um, plan to work as long as you can get a budget right now. And start figuring, can I live off $600 a month? And start getting towards that level. Because the $20,000 that you got saved, that's kind of like emergency money. You'll go through that very fast if you have any sort of sickness. When you retire, what you're going to find out is that healthcare costs about $9,000 a month. No, 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 $9,000 a year. Whoa, that scared me. Um, It's expensive. So you want to keep your health strong, as strong as you can. 
Um, if you're overweight, lose weight. If you've got cholesterol, you know, cut it down. You don't want to be going through rehab. You don't want to be going through any sort of scenario in, in retirement. You want to basically work as long as you can and then live in good health as long as you can on a budget and then die. You don't want to prolong fight with cancer. You don't want to prolong anything because you don't want diabetes. You want none of that. It's going to be too expensive for you. It doesn't sound like your annuities are really in line. And $10,000 in an annuity, it's going to be like $3 a month. It's not going to be much when annuitizes for you. So you're going to want to really focus on budget, working as long as you can and getting your health straight. Now, as far as opening an account, you already have some IRAs. So with that 20000 I would shift some of that money into the IRAs. Um, after that, you could call 800-FIDELITY if you want to invest more. It's 800-FIDELITY. I don't suggest you listen to this show for stock ideas because I think that's going to create a world of hurt for you. Um, I can throw out 60 stocks in a year, which 40 will do great, 20 will do poorly. And I don't want you buying one stock because if you get one of the ones that does poorly, you know, you just played the lottery and lost, so to speak. I'd prefer you get a total stock market index. So remember that phrase, total stock market index. Um, And again, work as long as you can and get on a budget right now. You don't have your paperwork in order. Get your paperwork in order. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in there. Wes San Lorenzo. Wes? Hey, how you doing? Okay. Good. Uh, Yeah, my question is, I have about $300,000 cash and about $400,000 in IRAs. And I owe about $90,000 on my house. I'm wondering, should I just pay that off? It's a 5.5% interest rate. Or should I, because what happens, I got disabled. Okay, give me, let's let's start over, Wes. Um, okay. How old are you? I am 50. 50, you're disabled. So you're going to be on disability? I'm on disability now. I'm trying to get my Social Security, and I'm just hoping they'll give it to me, because I really can't do much. Are you going to be disabled for the rest of your life? I believe so, yeah. Okay, so no no potential to get back to work. And how much do you have? What do you have in the world? Uh, I have a, a house in the Bay Area. It's worth about uh, two hundred, maybe three hundred thousand. I have uh, any mortgage on it? Uh, yeah, the mortgage is at five and a half percent. I still owe, owe about ninety thousand dollars on it. Okay. Uh, and again, I have three hundred thousand cash and about four hundred and some change, four hundred thousand in some IRAs. And so I'm just wondering, at 5.5%, would it behoove me just to pay that off? And then I make 5.5% on my money, being that, you know, right now the stuff that's in IRAs and stuff is getting about 1% or one5 or whatever it is. So I'm not sure what to do. Yeah. First and foremost, Wes, I would – this show, and thanks for the call, I gear a lot of the financial advice on this show for 20-something, 30-somethings, 40-somethings who are working. And when you start dealing with disabilities, it's a whole new ballgame because you're never going to have the ability to earn income – according to you. Um, So what you got is what you got. Um, You know, I say on the show, you work from age 20 to 60. You were able to work from age 20 to 50. So God or whoever it is pulled the plug on your work years. So I would strongly advise meeting with a financial planner because you've got $300,000 cash, $400,000 in IRAs. That's basically your big nut. Now the $300,000 home, if you're going to live in it till the day you die, I would consider paying it off. Whoa, stop the presses. Did Rob just say pay off a mortgage? Yeah, because you don't have the ability to earn income anymore. You can no longer service debt. So when you can no longer service debt, you you can't say, well, I can earn the money and, and go out and get 10% returns on it, or I can pay it off and save 5% in interest. I'm going to suggest you consider paying off the mortgage. 
Now, here's where I become a mature person. I'm going to say, I really think you should meet with a financial planner because I don't know from your disability, are you going to have healthcare complications where you're going to burn through cash? I don't know if you truly cannot go back to work. If you can, try to. I don't know if you can make money on the side. Say, not pay the tax man. I don't know where you are in your disability. Um, But $700,000, you could probably, if you don't need that money for the next couple of years, don't need it for the next couple of years, you can probably get it up to about a million dollars. A million dollars will pay about $40,000 a year. The Social Security disability combination, it's not a lot. And... It's better than nothing. It's better than a stick in the eye, but it's not a lot. So keep that in mind. So um, I would contact the Social Security offices. So um, it's ssa.gov, ssa.gov, and um, start with that direction. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Strongly consider a financial planner. Uh, Coming up after the break, we're going to go to Simon and Marin, but we need to go make some doleros in the commercials. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black, talking all things financial. And Wes, if you listen to the next hour, I'm going to talk to Chad Burton, and uh, I'll run his scenario just in case I'm missing any any obvious things to say. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. One eight hundred three four five K N E W. This is Rob Black. This would be my song if I was a baseball player. Song that they play when you come up the plate. What's funny about it, it's about a girl who's kind of in high school and she kind of disappears. When she's called to be on the baseball team, they don't know her name. They call her that girl. They think she's quiet, but she says she's a riot. I think we all remember high school disappearing and uh, just not being seen at times. So the band's called the Ting Tings. It's Ting Tings. It's two people. Um, Fun music. Fun, fun pop song. I don't mind pop songs and I like zombie movies. I can admit that. I'm not a snob in any way, shape, or form. Love a good zombie film. Don't know why, but I love a good zombie film. Simon? Yes. Hi, Rob. You're there. Good. Hi. Uh, i got a quick question. Um, <clears throat> I just recently rolled over some money from my old 401k account into an IRA account, um, and I'm just trying to see if you have any suggestions on how I should allocate that uh, money. Um, right now, in my IRA, I, I have about you know forty percent in equity, um, about three percent in fixed income, and about sixty percent in cash. Um, How old are you, Simon? I'm about, I'm about forty-one. Okay, you got way too much in cash, as you probably know. Right. So I, I just rolled that money, and that's why the cash is so high. So okay. To redistribute that. What I'm going to send you to, Simon, is there's a couple really good websites, mm-hmm. fin- financialengines.com. Okay. is a good one, and you can 
play around with it. There's also another one called Morningstar.com, and they have something called a portfolio analyzer. Fidelity has this too if you have an account with Fidelity, and it's a pretty thorough tool. It's not going to be perfect because it's not going to take into a lot of variables, but the variables that they do take into, pretty good. So Morningstar Financial Engines and uh, Fidelity. And what you should do is you should put in your data because, I don't know, you're 41 years old. I don't know if you have a spouse. I don't know if you have kids. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't know if the last time the stock market corrected if your spouse hit you in the side of the head with a frying pan because you had too much stock. Right. Um, so there's some issues there. And that's part of the these these devices, the Morning Stars, the Fidelities, and the Financial Engines. They will say, what's your risk profile? Whereas mm-hmm. I may not get to that or you may not grasp it because on an f- online form, it'll say, are you aggressive? Are you very aggressive? Are you conservative? Do you need income? Um, so I would run your, some of your scenarios there. I would say a basic generic allocation. If you're accumulating assets, Simon, mm-hmm. and not necessarily doing it um, on a refined level, I go 20% large cap, 20% mid cap, 20% small cap, 20% international, and 20% income. Okay. And as you're younger, um, I think you go you know 10% income and throw that extra 10% either in international or small cap or mid cap or large cap. Right. Um, so I, I think that's a good starting point. I don't think it's it's good advice for each and every person, uh, but I think it's a really good starting point because what I want you to do, Simon, is I want you to this weekend see your kid play a baseball game mm-hmm. and not go, oh, I should have had that international fund from China. And, and right. China's down 10% in the last two days. Right. That doesn't bother me in the least. To me, it's like, ooh, I want to buy some China um, because I see them consuming oil. And if they're consuming oil, their economy is going to be chugging. Um, right, right. So... I would say those are the three financial websites. And Morningstar.com, it's, you have to sign up for a two-free-week trial, and after that, it's expensive. Okay. Um, but in that two-free-week trial, you could plug in your data. It'll, it's called a portfolio analyzer, okay. and it'll chug out the information for you and say, Simon, you ain't ever going to retire. Right. Or it'll say, Simon, you're on track for retiring at age 52. Because you'll also say, here's my budget. Here's what I expect to make when I hit retirement. Here's my Social Security expectation. Um, so you can plug all that in and that's what I would do. And I, I don't disrespect you. I I don't want to say I won't give you an allocation. I just, I don't know you well enough. And thanks for the call. 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. It's 800-345-5639 to get your calls on the air. Candyland. So San Francisco is going to convert part of Lombard street into a Candyland. Now Candyland came around in the 1949. So it's the 50th, 60th anniversary today. Uh, game was designed in the 1940s, though, but it became popular in 49. Uh, it was designed by a woman named Eleanor Abbott, who was recovering from polio in San Diego. The game was bought by Milton Bradley, which was ultimately bought by Hasbro and uh, published in 1949. And we all know Candyland. To me, it strikes me as funny that... Here we are losing jobs. Here we have poverty. Here we have uh, people going into foreclosure, people uh, short selling their homes. And the city of San Francisco is throwing down some buckaroos so that we can go buy Gumdrop Mountain in Candy Cane Forest. You know what? I like the idea because it ain't my money. Um, but I'd like to lick a Candy Cane Forest. I'd like to. But not if you're going to lick it before I get there. I ain't looking after you. I I know where your tongue's been. 800-345-5639 to get your calls in the air. Do you think that at this point in time, 
we should be dropping down the buckaroos for Candyland fun times in San Francisco. This was kind of interesting. I was reading the Financial Times this morning. And you can imagine me in my my robe, puffing on a cigar for breakfast, reading the Financial Times. That's what I look like. It's quite a, t- quite a sight. So anyway, um, billion dollars. No, 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 no. Trillion dollars of debt has been issued this year. This is, we've broken a record. Now, that kind of makes sense that we'd break a record. Kind of. So with four months remaining in 2009, it's telling you, we really broke a record. So the world has raised $1 trillion this year by borrowing. And the boom is because of the difficulty that companies face in obtaining bank loans and strong demand from investors who can gain a big yield on corporate paper. Now, a bond is corporate paper or it's government paper. And basically, it's an IOU. So if you're Coca-Cola and you need money right now, well, Coca-Cola is going to get money from banks. They'll lend money to Coca-Cola because Coca-Cola has a proven track record. But let's say you're Tesla and you need money. Not so much. A Tesla will say, you know, we got this great new car that's going to come out and people are going to buy it. So they'll get venture capitalists to throw them money. They don't necessarily need to issue a bond. But if you're Ford, there's the perfect company where they're not quite Coca-Cola. They need money to A, pay their employees, B, to buy steel, C, to manufacture cars, D, to market them. So everyone knows the car business is kind of shaky. So banks are going, well, we're not going to lend you money. Are you crazy? Your business is shaky right now. I saw your brother, General Motors, go bankrupt. I ain't lending you money. So what's happening is we're having a massive amount of corporations issuing bonds, a trillion dollars with four months left this year. That's a stunning number. And again, the reason we're doing this is because you can get a high-quality corporate, high-quality corporate right now, maybe 6%. Junk bonds, 8 9 10%. Very, very careful. Um, I'm shorting junk bonds at this point in time. I don't think that they're a good idea. Um, what else do we have out there? Okay, you know, um, people say, how do you play a recession? How do you play a recession? Temporary workers is one way. Technology is another way. Um, cyclicals are another way. Commodities are another way. Because if we're going to inflate our way out of it, we'll probably cause some havoc in the world of commodities. But one way to do it is temporary staffers. Because as an employer... I don't really want to hire a full-time person right now. I kind of want to get temporary. Now, there's two big names that you can invest in in temporary staffing. I'm not telling you to do this. I'm telling you here's an idea. One of them is called Robert Half, and Robert Half carries a full load of personal services. The company does temporary and permanent staff through seven divisions. They do account temps. They do office team. They do technology They do management resources like senior-level professionals. They do a creative team for advertising, marketing, and web design. They also have established internal audit and risk consulting. So Robert Half used to be the the bread and butter in temporary jobs. In the last downturn, 2001-2002, there was a company called MPS Group that became the strong people. They believe in the power of people. So today an analyst is saying Robert Half really has to come out of this, ticker symbol RHI strong because last time MPS group came out strong so Deutsche Bank today is saying sell Robert Half we don't trust him buy MPS group as a play on growth coming out of a jobless recovery the first thing companies will do temporary employees that's all I got for you 800
345-5639 to get your calls on there. It's the Rob Black Show. I'm Rob Black. Rob Black, weekday mornings from 10 to noon on Talk 910 KNEW. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.